The Zebra School proudly presents Zebra Ears, a podcast for new parents. It is our mission to bring you relevant health and educational content to help you navigate parenthood in a calm and confident way. We've gathered pediatric care specialists and other experts to talk about early childhood development and to offer advice to how you can help your child along this journey, especially in the critical first three years of life. So thanks for stopping by. We hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Zebra Ears podcast. Today, we're joined by Christina, owner and head designer of Canarium Design, a women's apparel company in Virginia. We'll chat with Christina today about her growing family and her approach to early childhood education. Good morning, Christina. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So, Christina, before we get started with my questions, tell me a little bit about yourself and your family. Um, So, I am Christina. Um, I have a three-year-old daughter, um, and my husband and I are also expecting twins uh, sometime in the next eight-ish weeks. So we are getting ready for a new adventure. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's really exciting. And God bless you for getting through this in the middle of summer. <laughs> it hasn't been too bad so far, but I don't want to jinx it by saying it. <laughs> so, Christina, tell me a little bit about your approach to early childhood education at home with your three-year-old. Um, well, we, we've tried not to first of all, stress about it too much. Like we know it's important, but we also know that there's a lot of things that we, you know, we don't need to force um, because kids are so naturally curious and we can kind of follow her lead. Um, So that's been the way we've tried to approach things with her, her whole life. And my daughter is very much like me. She's very independent and wants to do what she wants to do which can be frustrating, but also I see myself in her and I'm like, oh, it'll, it'll be good for you one day to be like this. Um, so even when she was, you know, much, much smaller, you know, when she wanted to eat solid food, she took it off your plate and ate it. Like there was no, oh, you know, it was by the time the doctor was like, oh, you can try her on solid food. I was like, yeah, she already really does that herself because she just wanted to. And, you know, and we make sure it's safe, obviously, but um, that's just her personality. So she's always been very, just very independent. So we follow her lead and just try to give her what she's asking us for in terms of, you know, if she wants to be building things and, you know, why is this falling over, mama? Like, why is this doing this? You know, we just try to answer her questions and follow where her curiosity goes. And that seems to have really worked well. So um, in terms of activities, have you noticed that there's certain activities that she's into a little more now that she's three? Yes, she is very much into letters. I spend (laughs) a lot of my day answering, what does this start? (laughs) And who do we know that has this letter? And uh, it's, it's funny because Her dad's name is Albert. And one day she went to the dishwasher where we have, you know, those magnetic letters sticking to it. And she loves to play with those. And she came over to me with an A and said, this, this letter is for daddy. And I said, well, daddy starts with D. And she said, no, this is for Albert. Oh, oh. (laughs) Because like we had talked about, you know, the letter A and she said, who starts with A? And I said, well, 
your daddy's name is Albert and she knows our first names. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, she usually calls us mama, papa, mama, daddy, whatever. And so it was just funny because it took me a minute to be like, well, you're not wrong. That's true. (laughs) You may have an early reader on your hand. Oh, I I think (laughs) she loves books as well. So she's already memorized a lot of her books. So she'll read them to us. That's what she calls it. She's like, can I read it to you? I'm like, sure. Okay, so you said so since she's already interested in reading and she's already active with books, is there like a special way that you and your husband interact with books? Is there like a special time? Is there a special time of day that she likes to read with either one of you? Yeah, we uh, we have to put a limit on books for uh, quiet time and bedtime. Otherwise, we would never go to sleep because it would always be one more book. <laughs> um, so we read her we have to read one book at quiet time and then we read two books, sometimes three at bedtime and we let her choose. And she has way more books than is probably reasonable, but she's very lucky that her whole extended family and all of our friends love to give her books and we love to go to the library and pick things out. So it's another way where we're just like, here kid, what do you want to read? And she picks it out and we go from there. So does she have a different style of what she wants to read or activities that she wants to take part in that are different with either one of you? Um, yeah, she has, she has a lot of the, the books kind of go in a rotation. Like she's very into, we have a couple star Wars books right now. <laughs> she's very into there. There's a counting one and a, a good night one that she likes. <laughs> so she reads those with both of us, but then with, um, like songs and things there's certain songs that she likes her dad to sing versus me and like um so it's interesting and like when she switches it up like we'll go to each other and be like wait does she ask you to sing that to her and he'll be like yeah I sing it to her every night I'm like oh she never asked me for that and she asked me tonight uh, and she's also really into making up her own songs oh nice and she'll tell me to sing them to her and I'm like but I don't know that I don't song know. <laughs> And so she'll sing it. And I'm like, but you just made that up. I don't know the words. She's an amazing imagination already. That's awesome. Yeah, she's very imaginative. And um, sometimes it gets really confusing because she'll say things like, uh, she'll tell us that there was a neighbor at the door. You know, something that was very plausible that could have happened. Uh-huh. And and then I'll like text my neighbor and be like, did you come over? Did I miss you? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, I guess... Like, I don't know if that really happened. Or she told me this long story about having a brownie with a neighbor of ours that she plays with, their daughter. (laughs) And it was this detailed story. And I told them, I was like, oh, it's so cute that you guys had brownies the other day. And, you know, I told them the story. And they're like, we didn't do that when she was here. (laughs) I'm not sure what happened. Wow. (laughs) I was like, well, I guess we all have to get together and eat brownies now. There's no other, no other way. So is there anything else outside of her ability to like create stories at this age? Are there any other learning things, any other things that she's learning that have surprised you for even her age or even in general, just surprised you? Um, I mean, tons of stuff. It's just, I mean, she's, she's my first child. So it's been wonderful to just like watch her develop her own interests and see the things that she's into. Uh, but some of my favorites have been, and like, I know people have controversial opinions about this, but 
I'm pregnant with twins, so screen time happens a lot right. in our house. And it's the things that she picks up from TV. Um, she really likes Bluey, and she really likes superhero things. So we do a lot of like Spidey and his amazing friends. And uh-huh. um, but it's like the way she relates to them, because she'll say, you know, she'll fall or something, be upset that she fell, and then she'll say, you know, Miles was really brave, and he and he fell and he got up. So I be like Miles, <laughs> or. Um, one of the the dad in bluey will say oh biscuits and so she says that all the time oh my goodness and it's stuff where like <laughs> if you're not paying attention you're like where did she get that from um and like there have been moments where her dad and i look at each other and we're like where did she pick that so we know we have to be very careful about what she watches so that she's picking up things that we want her to pick up um you know and like imitating things that we want her to imitate versus right you know, like it, it's stuff that when she gets older, she'll be able to understand the nuance of like, oh, we, you know, that's how the villain treated someone and that's not the nice way. Um, but luckily those shows are all pretty good about things, but it's just like wa- watching how she relates to those things. Yeah. Cool. So I have to admit that I, I find it really interesting when I was a kid, you know, we had superhero programs and there was this very much this sense of like it was if it was on on Saturday morning then all of the kids watched it and then we kind of went through another phase where we noticed that toys were primarily geared towards you know one set of kids or the other so like toys geared definitely towards girls and toys geared towards boys and we're seeing that that is changing so I'm wondering have you noticed that you are changing in the ways that you are teaching her in the ways that she's learning in comparison to the way that you were taught as a kid or the way your husband was taught as a child or, you know, just different ways in which you are approaching um, teaching your daughter. Yeah. I mean, we try to be really conscious about that stuff. I mean, she is very, very much into dress up and clothing and um, especially given, you know, what I do and making dresses, Mm -hmm. you know, so she's, She's always asking me, you know, who sewed this and did you make this? Or a lot of times she'll say, no, daddy, daddy sewed this. And, and you know, and my husband's like, I didn't make that. That was your mom. <laughs> um, so, so she's very into, you know, she has tons of dress up stuff and all kinds of things like that. But she's also very into the super. So like, you know, and superheroes, people used to consider those as very like, oh, that's for boys. And mm-hmm. but, I mean, she rocks a Spider-Man costume just as well as anybody. I love it. Yeah, so so that was actually her her big uh, celebration for potty training was uh, a new ghost spider costume. Oh, nice. She was very excited for that. <laughs> and like, you know, the, the Star Wars thing surprised me because when I was pregnant with her um, for Father's Day before she was born, I bought my husband a bunch of um like baby books that were based on his interests so i got you know spider or not spider-man superhero some vintage superhero board books and some of these spider or keep saying spider-man uh star wars books and she hadn't shown much interest in them until about like two months ago pulled it off the shelf and now she's been super into that and she keeps asking him like can we watch the movie and and we're like sure but not yet you know they're kind of long and like (laughs) They might scare you a little, like maybe not quite yet. Um, 
but she's really into that and she wants to be an Ewok for Halloween and she wants the babies to be Ewoks for Halloween. Like she's, she's got it all planned out. Um, so yeah, you know, it's another place where I'm like, other people might sort of be like, Oh, this is kind of for boys or whatever, but I don't really see it that way. And we're just like, this is what you want. That's, that's cool. (laughs) Like, so this is a good place for me to ask you, how have you prepared her for the twins coming? And what do you think is her level of understanding about the twins' arrival? Um, she, it's so hard to say, because, you know, three-year-olds are variable creatures. Yeah. But um, she is very excited for them. She talks to them a lot. She'll come over and ask if she can say something to them. And like, you know, now that they can hear her, and, um, you know, I've been telling her, like, they can hear you if you come over and talk loudly. And so she'll come over and, like, talk to my belly and stuff. And um, she has been asking a lot, like, what she can share with them. Oh. <laughs> um, so, and, like, we've just, ever since we found out that I was pregnant and then when we found out that it was twins, we just sort of talked to her about it as if it's normal like we we try to be on her level obviously but just sort of a constant you know reminder of like you're gonna be a big sister and and now she'll tell anybody who says you're gonna be a big sister she's like no I am a big sister oh I love it (laughs) so she she takes full responsibility and uh, she has started moving some of her toys uh she started moving some of her toys and saying like okay this doll can go in the baby's room and this toy can go in the baby's room. And like one time my mom was helping me and we were just organizing her clothes because she likes to dress herself. So her dresser kind of becomes a nightmare once she's had her way with it for a month or two. And so I I took her drawers out and she looked at me and said, oh, are you giving my clothes to the babies? Oh. And she said, oh, well, they can have them. And I was like, no, sweetie, we're just folding these. (laughs) Um, But like she was ready. She was like, they can have because we had a conversation about, you know, I was like, well, now that you're a big girl and you potty trained, we can give your diapers to the babies. Is that okay with you? And she was like, yeah, that's cool. And she would tell anybody who would listen, like, I gave the babies my diapers, you know, and I gave the babies my my crib because now she's in a regular bed and. Ah, I love how involved she is and how yeah. involved you guys have helped her to be in the process. Yeah, she's the only thing I'm really worried about is that like it not that she could be too involved, but she'll say things like, can the babies eat my Cheerios? Can I share oh. them? And I'm like, yes, you can share them. And I want you to keep that energy. I just don't want you to try to feed a newborn Cheerios when my back yeah. is turned or something. Yeah. Well, you know, if it makes you feel any better, I have a niece. She's in her 20s now. And her um, when her little sister came along, I still remember the first time I visited. And she said, would you like to meet my baby? Yeah. So, and it, it was just, that was like the love affair. She like loved the fact oh. that she could introduce her. So if that makes you feel any better. I love <laughs> that. Yeah, Theo will, um, she'll tell me, I had a, pretty severe morning sickness for the first 25 or so weeks um so there were a lot of times when I was like you know mommy is feeling sick right now and she'd say why are you feeling sick and I'd say well you know the babies can cause some things that make me feel sick and she'd say well I'll take them for you and she'd pretend to reach over and like grab them (laughs) 
she would put them down, like pretend like she's putting them down her shirt. And I was like, oh, thank you. So she's very kind hearted. So I'm curious. So now how are you managing your energy? You're changing energy levels because a three-year-old is a very busy human. Okay. How are you managing your changing energy levels while also being mom and business owner? Um, nap time, basically. Oh. <laughs> that's my you know she's still napping um pretty reliably we we have like a quiet time policy in the middle of the day where she goes to her room and she can read or play or nap and usually she naps and then plays for a while um so getting that little break in the day helps me and um i just kind of take it day by day i mean luckily uh, summer is, I'm, I'm through a lot of my deadlines for the business uh, from spring, and I'm backing off a little bit for fall as sort of my maternity leave. So, and being my own boss, I can kind of, you know, do what I need to do. So, as a creative person with a job that uses your creativity on a daily basis, how have you, like, I, I, I'm presuming that you learned how to sew when you were young. So I'm yep. curious about how you are incorporating, maybe teaching the same to your daughter and have you started doing so? And is she interested? She is interested. Um, I learned to sew from my grandmother uh, when I was a year or two older than Thea. Uh, my grandma would make me all these really cool dresses with, I was very into like the petticoats and the crinoline and the big skirts. And Oh my goodness. I like, love it. Yeah. The nineties were a great time for like sewing patterns for little girls that were very, very <laughs> over the top. And my grandmother was happy to make me so many and I have them still for her. Um, so I was always like sitting next to her and she taught me how to hand sew. And then when I got older, she taught me, how to read patterns and how to do all that stuff. So, yeah, she sees me do the sewing. She hasn't done any sewing herself quite yet, mm -hmm. but sometimes she'll sit with me and watch. Like, she will she sits behind me in my sewing chair and watches the machines go and asks me questions and stuff, which is cool. And then I also knit, and she's very oh. interested in the knitting. Uh, so I've, I've showed her a little bit. She doesn't quite have the motor skills for it yet. Um, but she likes to sit there. Like I give her her own little ball of yarn and some needles and she, she likes to play. So I, I definitely think she will at least give it a shot. I mean, I would love it if she's interested in uh -huh. <laughs> her arts in general, you know, if not, no worries, but I will, I'm keeping an eye on it. Cause I want to see if, if she wants to try it. So do you have, I know these are very strange times coming out of, uh, a pandemic where we often spend more time at home alone. Do you have a parenting group or group of friends that have children in the same age? And how has that helped if you do? So, yeah, it was tough because she was born about a year. She was born in 2018, late 2018. Mm. And so she was just getting to the point where getting out and interacting with other kids was going to be a fun thing for her when the pandemic hit yeah and when like so many activities open up because you know around a little over a year is when you can start really going to library story time and like 
you know, it's more for the kid than it is for the parent at that yeah. point. <laughs> um, so we kind of missed out on that. Um, but we, we bought our home in 2020 and moved. And luckily there's a really great group of families and kids and, and stuff in our neighborhood. So we've been able to kind of have like a bubble with them and just sort of, you know, she knows the neighbor kids and she asks about them and they play with each other. So that's been really cool. So do you think that her level of socialization in terms of playing with kids is better having the smaller intimate groups that were in your neighborhood? It's hard to say. Um, she's a very social kid. Uh-huh. And I don't know where she got that. I am more introverted. Um, you know, whereas she is like walking down the street and she's like, hi, good morning. I'm, I'm three years old. Like that's just <laughs> like what she says to anybody we walk by. Um, so I don't know how much is her personality and how much is the situation, but it's definitely been a good thing to have, you know, other kids around and for her to have people to play with that are not me or her dad. So have um, either of you notice certain traits that you didn't even notice were your own or that you notice a trait that she has that belongs to your husband and him vice versa that had to be pointed out to you? Um, she, I mean, the social thing is definitely my husband. He, uh-huh. is, he is, he's still an introvert sort of, but he's a physical therapist and he interacts with people every day and is very personable and very, um, you know, we always make fun of him that he can, he could start a conversation with anyone, anywhere, for any length of time. Like, he's just very good at that. And like, like one time, many years ago, he went outside to check the mail and didn't come back for an hour. And we were like, what happened? He's like, I was talking to the mailman. And I was like, oh, like, I, I just wasn't expecting you to be gone so long. Um, so she definitely gets that from him. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my mom laughs a lot because her, her temper apparently is a lot like mine when I was Uh. little. So she's a little bit like, ah, you're getting, you're getting back what you gave me. (laughs) And so I just remind her, I'm like, but look how well it served me. (laughs) Right. Right. So if you could say what you think the biggest difference will be once the twins arrive, um, what you're in in terms of what your life will look like what do you think will be the biggest difference aside from having like three kids going from one to three um it's so hard to say I mean obviously the you know spending time individually with each of them will be a lot different than it was just Mm -hmm. having you know one newborn and one baby because I could solely focus on her and, and it's even more than that now because there's twins. So I can't even focus on just the newborn because there's two newborns. Yeah. Um, so I think that'll be a big adjustment. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that we can do a lot of things together as well as have like special time apart. I'm looking forward to, um, you know, like the special times that I'll get to have with my daughter when the babies are little and being taken care of by their dad or, Um, you know, just making time for just her. And it was funny. I was, I was talking to her the other day and I said, you know, 
Oh, I said, once the babies are born, I'll be able to do a lot more fun stuff with you, like go for long walks and run around. And she goes, and bend over. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) I will also be able to do that. She's really observant. I love that. Yeah, how observant three-year-olds are. She really picks up on everything. She she does not miss much. And she does not forget a thing. So you can't promise her something if you don't intend to give it. That's right. So my last question for you so far, because we know that this parenting journey has a long way to go. What has been the greatest lesson that you have learned so far on the parenting journey? Um, that one is that you can't force it. None of it, because mm-hmm. you'll just be miserable. So, you know, that's something that my husband and I talk about a lot is like, we want you know, you have all these things you want for your kids and you want, you want the best for them and you want, you don't want them to suffer or, you know, make unnecessary mistakes or or go through anything adverse. But we also know that we have to let them go through things because that's also how we learn and all that. But like following her lead and stepping back and realizing when I'm forcing her to do something versus uh, you know, when I could maybe give her a little bit more space to come at something on her own. Um, that's been huge. And even in like the newborn stage when, you know, you're so tired and you're like, I just need you to take a nap. <laughs> you know, some days just sort of giving up on my schedule and how I thought the day was going to go. Yeah. And leaning into what she's telling me she needs. You know, and obviously there are times when yes, you have to go to the bathroom before we go on a long car trip. Like that is a time I'm going to put, you know, enforce a boundary and make you do something. But um, it goes a lot smoother when I can work with her rather than against her. Right. Right. So uh, our guest today has been Christina, owner and head designer of Canarium Design. Christina, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us today. If you have questions or would like to leave a comment about this episode, please visit our website at thezebraschool.com. There, you'll be able to access our library of episodes, find parenting resources, and browse our collection of product offerings and more.